Hey, 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 what's up, gang? How's it going? Welcome back to the Chris Czar Show. This week, we got a special guest, yo. This is my my baby brother, <laughs> who's about to go off to college tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm a little worked up about it. But I am thrilled that I got to do this episode with him. And I am thrilled that I get to share this episode with you because... He's a really introspective dude. He knows exactly what he wants to do, which is crazy at the age of 18. And even though I've told him time and time again that the financial system around universities is a fucking scam, he's making his own decisions, going to a state where it snows, which is fucking crazy. And he's studying brain trauma. He's studying neuroscience. And he chose a program that's perfectly in line with that. So my family and I are very excited for him to have his first steps at becoming a buff. And I'm really excited to have this episode and share this episode with you. Because I don't know about you, but I am incredibly curious about how the youngest generation in the United States right now is handling everything. What was it like? having most of your high school years dealing with COVID bullshit. What is it like growing up with all of this technology in your hands? What is your perspective on how the future is going to be? Are you optimistic about it at all? And what are some of your main concerns for a person of your generation at your age? These and many other questions, some of them very personal to us in the family, so you'll learn a lot about me and where I come from in this episode. And also, a lot of surprising reveals about what a person of this generation actually thinks and feels. So, if you're interested, (laughs) if you're introspective, and if you don't mind sitting in on a very mellow and very self-studious conversation, then plug in, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with me and the young and brilliant Ryan Williams. So people listening to this probably aren't going to be very familiar with you, (laughs) in part because uh, you're not really a huge social presence guy. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. How come... uh, how can you decide to go that route? I don't know. I'm just, uh, I guess since I didn't really get into social media until I was more older, that just, I didn't really have a reason to dive deep into the social realm. Like sometimes it's mostly, I only use it really for messaging people. That's really it. I don't, I don't really go there to share my stories or anything. I just, just need to contact people. And that's just the easiest way how. When you say older. Uh, I didn't really dive into it until like freshman year of high school compared to like everyone else. Uh, like my age dove in like middle school and like fifth grade. You know? Fifth grade? I, 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 yeah. Damn. Was, yeah. What, what app were they on in fifth grade? I don't even know. Oh, really? I wasn't paying attention. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I'd be curious to know. I'm like, do fifth graders on Snapchat? Uh, probably. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Uh, or rank them amongst like your classmates. What? Uh, what do people use the most? Top three. Rank them. Mm. Instagram, Snapchat, then Twitter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. But I, I would say they don't really use Twitter as as more of like posting on, just more about seeing stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. I was surprised TikTok didn't replace Twitter in that top three. Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of forgot about TikTok there for a second. Ah. Yeah. Well, TikTok beats Twitter. Does it? Yeah. What about Snapchat? Mm, no. No? No. Okay. And definitely not Instagram. Definitely not Instagram. Okay. All right. And then with Snapchat, is it mostly like peer-to-peer or is it uh, Discover and keep up with certain like channels or figures? Uh, more peer-to-peer. That's what it seems like, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's like um, it's like a personalized way of keeping in touch or like showing what you're doing or like seeing what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's a little bit more private instead of like Instagram. It's kind of more public, even though it's like you can make it so it's like only the people like that you know following you. Right. But yeah, Snapchat's more of like an intimate setting. Right. You know, yeah. for noodles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and other things too you mm-hmm. know it's like you gotta have uh want to reach out to someone and i don't know about you but like i'm not very good at being a digital pen pal uh-huh yeah, me too I, i'm sometimes lacking in that apartment mm-hmm. i i've been told i can be a little bit dry at times <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know you're also a scientist so. no <laughs> Well, some people say that psychology isn't really a science. They call it soft. Yeah, they call it soft. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, they will give some leeway to uh, neuroscientists. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Like amongst psychology as a soft science, Mm -hmm. if you tell them that you're a neuroscientist, they're like, not so soft. Yeah, not so soft. (laughs) Medium rare. Medium rare. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You are 19 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you just graduated high school. Yes. So there's going to be plenty of times on this podcast where I'm going to be looking to get a little lens into, not just into what you think and not to say that you're like a spokesperson of your generation, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, um, you'll be treated as such Uh, uh. (laughs) in this conversation. (laughs) Feel free to like make any separations between things that... um, that you perceive uh-huh. and how aligned they are with how you notice your peers uh-huh. perceive. Oh, wow. And I say that right off the bat because uh, you seem quite a bit different than a lot of people your age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Um, I think it's because of how I was raised, you know, seeing you and the other brothers because, you know, we're much there. You and all the others are much older than me. So I could see, well, I guess you'd say the mistakes that you made along the way ah, and avoid yes. those. So. <laughs> Ideally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, other, uh, other people that I grew up with, you know, they don't have like their oldest sibling be, you know, mid thirties. And there's like one or two. Which like, is not outliers. me, by the way. Yeah. Not, I not just you. turned 30. Yeah. America. Yeah, America. <laughs> yeah. And apparently like Germany and, mm-hmm. 
Poland. Poland, yes. yeah. And Czech. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, so that, that international cool. report, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. let's go. Bro. Well, you got like eight different countries on there yeah. or something like that? Yeah. yeah. That was sick, man. I'm like, let's yeah. go. International <laughs> podcast. International podcast. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, you saw, that, that's a good point. Mm. It's like if you have your peers who don't have those siblings, mm. then they'll make the same mistakes that, we made by way of adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and then like when I see that, I can like kind of coach them of like how to like properly handle different situations because like I, I've seen it before. Or I've seen a similar situation where I can just be like, you know, take these steps to avoid this and, or take these steps to, to uh, gain this, mm-hmm. I should say. Good point. Well, yeah. definitely both. Right, because we don't want to live just through aversion. Mm-hmm. We want to live through intention. Yeah, having the uh, the fear behind you, perhaps pushing you, and mm-hmm. having the love in front of you and moving towards it. Yeah, seems to be the path of greatest acceleration. Mm. At least from what I can tell. Um, and if I were you, I would have done the same thing. You know, yeah, to yeah. be perceptive of. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain holes or deficits that other people get themselves into because sometimes it's hard just to overcome the deficit. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you don't have the deficit in the first place, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could just build from ground zero instead yeah. of negative 10, 100,000 mm-hmm. in some cases. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, kind of just like growing up, uh, going through the school system, always seemed like an outlier in a way because uh when when i went to charter school from that uh from third grade to um what was that eighth grade oh yeah private school kids. yeah well not technically private school. Well, i wanted to give you the best yeah <laughs> but you know i just surrounded by a bunch of like rich spoiled kids that like private school yeah private school pretty <laughs> much yeah but um you can say charter if it makes you feel better <laughs> yeah you know uniforms and all that but yeah, it was just uh like their conversations every day like they talk about like different like gaming stuff and like i i just like wasn't quite there like for example um back in middle school the big thing at the time was clash of clans i, I didn't know anything about that but Sasha I, clans yeah, yeah. I, I i just like acted like i knew because <laughs> that's yeah. just what everyone was into yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah i was just like trying to fit in and you know and and i eventually did i i became comfortable um and then when i went back to public school um then kind of changed you know because i, I was more respected or I at least showed more respect than others would. Like my peers wouldn't show as much respect to um, like teachers and professors as I would. Hmm. You know, I just I had built this character in me to um, you know just respect others and not show just like disrespect. You know, just like my own moral integrity. Yeah. So you're better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Or when necessary to do better. Uh, One thing that got sort of uh, passed by on that was when you went to public school, COVID hit, right? 
Um, yeah, the my during the end of my freshman year, that's when COVID hit. Gotcha. So you had like one full semester. Yeah. Yeah, had one full semester, and then was going on spring break, and we're like, oh yeah, elongated spring break. Heck yeah. <laughs> and then we were just trapped in my room for the next Three year. Three months later. <laughs> More like one year later. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, what my school did, uh, we had these things called cohorts. So basically uh, different programs were allowed to come to school earlier to like meet in person. Um, so my sophomore year, since I was a part of the yearbook, I was able to come to school a little bit earlier. I mean, there's no point really. But yeah, that was actually a pretty hectic year in terms of yearbook. By the end of it, there's only four of us, or actually more, three of us, putting together a whole yearbook in the span of three, four months, which is a lot. Even if nobody's at school? Well, people were starting to come back to school at the time. Ah. and But the sports seasons were only about, like, maybe two, three weeks long. So the, by the time that we're trying to get photos for a different sport, their sport may have already been over by, at the time. And then we're scrambling to message parents and coaches, try and gather photos that way. Fun. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How much respect is given to your book? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> not, not a lot at all. Yeah. It's not like your book's like uncool, but yeah, I'm yeah. sure people aren't quick to respond to those requests. Oh yeah. No, not at all. Um, well, I mean, they would, sometimes they'd be like pretty quick and be like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, sure. But most of the time people are just like, eh, don't really want to. Or or they'd say like they didn't have anything, even though I know that they did. <laughs> they just didn't want it shared, that's all. Just didn't want to have it in the yearbook, huh? Yeah. yeah which uh, I'm sure you could appreciate because you're not very public-facing yourself. Uh-huh, that's true. Yeah. As, yeah, during my high school career, it's more of a, behind the scenes type of guy like even when uh i ran for um like positions um i was or um like i i try to be more of a lead lead person but i always tend to to, to be you know working in the background more secretarial work even when i uh, wasn't in positions i was just more secretarial always getting work done yeah secretary of treasurer or state uh, treasurer or state? Yeah. Uh, more uh, treasurer. Washington. Yeah. Treasurer or yeah. state? Treasurer state. I love that part in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. I haven't listened to Hamilton in a, in a little while. Bro, when I was in D.C., uh-huh. yeah, I went for a lengthy bike ride. A lengthy bike ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the guy I was living with, he was in the Noma region, which is mm-hmm. just north of Capitol Hill. Okay. And that is north and a little bit to the east of the National Mall, mm. where like the White House is and yeah, yeah. all the monuments are. And then if you go west and then northwest from there, you end up in Georgetown. So Georgetown oh, being okay. the northwest yeah. quadrant, um, the FDR mm-hmm. monument being the southwest, yeah. and then Capitol Hill being to the southeast. And so yeah. I did pretty much that grid and stopped a lot of places. Uh, by the way, the Lime bike hmm. infrastructure out there 
outstanding. Out there? Yeah. Outstanding. Oh, outstanding. Words. Yeah, San Diego's got to get one of those, bro. We got to <laughs> really pick it up in that. But during that time, I listened to the Hamilton. Yeah, the, the Hamilton <laughs> Front to back, bro. <laughs> it was sick. Yeah. It was so cool. I loved it, man. <laughs> Just biking away as the different songs came on. You're like, oh, right there is where it happened. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the room where it happened, the bro. Room where it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I geeked out a lot, that, and that's probably why it's so fresh in my mm-hmm. memory. Uh, also, inter- really interesting way of putting it, mm-hmm. um, like secretarial work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard that phrase used for behind the scenes and making stuff happen. So like yeah. just executing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. I like how you made sort of a distinction by saying like you put yourself out there mm-hmm. to be like elected to lead yeah and then what you would find yourself doing was doing something different yeah yeah um for example um one program i was a part of um like the summer leading into it i was i did what i said was secretarial work by like doing spreadsheets um contacting different people to get all their information making sure people had information for the following semester. Um, and then the the leaders of the group at the time were, uh, messaged out to me, like trying to see if they could do stuff. But I was like, I was just comfortable doing what I was doing and getting everything done, even though it was a lot of work at the time. But it, it definitely f- f- uh, fell under my umbrella, I guess I'd say. Yeah, I mean, having that level of responsibility is great. Uh-huh. And I'm a big leadership through service mm-hmm. type of individual. That's one of the metrics through how I evaluate leadership. Mm-hmm. I understand how leadership also has a, what we'll call a, a strategy versus tactics. So instead of like making the thing happen, it's creating the vision, having the systems, and appropriately delegating the workload. So that way you can handle some of the macro provisions, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't had the really any experience doing. And so when I see leaders who aren't acting, mm-hmm. if they're not uh, getting their hands in there, I have a hard time. Respecting them as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for a nice way to put it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, at your stage of life, too, mm-hmm. uh, getting the experience and getting things done mm-hmm. is big. Um, but perhaps on that lens, it could be different by the time you get to university. That's uh, true. And we'll talk about this uh, when we get to that point about you becoming a scientist. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I imagine in that field, it's more about doing what it is that you do already, mm. which is getting the project done yeah. than it is being influential or charismatic or even have having something by way of vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that stage yeah. in a second. I mean, it definitely helps having those things, but that's not the <laughs> main priority. I guess that you, I'd say. Yeah. Apparently, from where we're saying, yeah. I mean, we're not doctors ourselves mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. i haven't been given the the pi actually i have actually oh, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i had that privilege uh right at the end of my university career oh nice 
Yeah, that little, uh, you probably saw right next to my degree. Mm-hmm. And right next to that honors psychology yeah. thing. Um, there was that uh, research award that I got from the Love Library. Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Student Research Symposium, bro. Mm-hmm. Studying the effects of meditative breathing on cognition. Mm. Yeah, that was actually, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised that uh, people in that advanced research methods lab uh-huh. were actually really keen on that idea because mm. the way that it all got sifted out was in the second half of the semester, our final was pretty much doing that project and oh. being and submitting ourselves to that symposium. And the way that the projects got shelled out because we would work in groups is everybody showed up to class with an idea and mm. then people voted on the ideas and the ideas that got the most votes ended up being the major chunks that people would then group themselves mm. out to. Yeah. And then everybody else was randomly assigned. Yeah. <clears throat> and my idea got the most votes, oh. which I thought I was like, wow, that's, Really surprising, yeah. but you know, in retrospect, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, because test anxiety is a thing that a lot of students struggle with, especially mm-hmm. at that stage. And when people get into their early twenties and they hear things like meditation, mm-hmm. life can feel like such a scramble sometimes that finding a, a discipline or some sort of intervention mm-hmm. to <laughs> bring bring some cohesion <laughs> internally. Yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. That people have developed an interest for. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right about like twenty, twenty one. I guess you would say um, people definitely start looking that way in terms of ways to release or um, spend that stress and anxiety. I yeah. guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. For um, some people, they go real wild. Uh-huh, they yeah. do. They're like, binge! Yeah. <laughs> it's not the healthiest um, methods. Doesn't seem like it. No. no. Some people will go, like, binge on their work, though, mm-hmm. which is... I, I have a hard time saying unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about that? It's... It's admirable for them to, like, binge their work, but... I feel like if you do binge at work, um, like many people do, you can easily burn yourself out oh. and make it so that you're, it doesn't, you don't really have too much of a feature in said area that you're binging. Did you get burned out on anything in high school? Um, I don't think I did. All right, cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you did a lot of work for not just yearbook, but what else were you in? Um, I, I was in two leadership programs at the time. Um, actually, now that I think about it, those leadership programs, I was kind of burnt out like near the end, mm. um, mainly because I was just in it for such a long time. Mm. I was, for one of the programs, I was in it for four years. Which one? Uh, plus. Uh, which uh, stood for Peer Leaders uh, Uniting Students. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting program because we focus more on the mental health side of things. Um, uh, during the spring semester, uh, working on different projects um, to bring awareness to different subjects, um, such about um, um, 
like a happiness um, and like stress and anxiety, also like self-harm and different subjects like that, bringing awareness uh, to the subject. Okay. Yeah. Uh, light me up a little bit. Um, Particularly uh, in the self-harm category, because that one was surprising. Yeah. Um, uh, one project that we did for that, um, it, was, it was called the, the Butterfly Project, um, where supposedly the butterfly um, is like a, um, it kind of represents, oh, I forget how we put it, but it is more about letting go of the stuff that was holding you down, kind of like growing into uh, something new. So like how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, you know, letting go of the stressors in life, um, finding the things that you enjoy and kind of going after those things. Hmm. Um, and then uh, throughout the week we had different like butterfly handouts, I guess you would say. Um, there would be like a wall of sticky notes like in the formation of different butterflies with like uh, self-affirmations that you can say in the mirror every day. Um, another one, uh, we drew um, butterflies on like people's uh, wrist as just like a symbol of um, either uh, people um, that have like gone through um, self-harm as like a way of like covering up their scars um, and um, also showing, I guess you would say like allyship Yeah, so that way they're not like... Yeah. Yeah, if you have a butterfly in your wrist, you're a person that hurts yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I sometimes got lost in that project, um, like trying to figure out like how it correlates. I know at the time I, I was definitely well-versed in it, but it, it was a project that I kind of forgot as it passed. Everything's like that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, our brains aren't made for storing yeah like that um there, there's another project that we did that i remembered a little bit more it's called the mirror project which is basically about um how we view ourselves um and it uh, kind of touched on um how teens these days can, can develop uh, body dysmorphia just like a self-hate for the body um even even if they try to change, um, uh, like change what they uh, try and change their appearance in any way, um, they still try and tend to like hate themselves. Hmm. Yeah, like n- n- uh, don't really have a self love or love the way that they look. I was that guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so I fucks with that pretty mm-hmm. heavy. I do, and yeah. it's a mystery. Yeah. yeah, there's some teenage-level strife, which seems to be consistent, uh-huh. uh, no matter uh, what what age demographic. And that's something that I've heard from older folks, too. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, huge mystery, and, and it, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's some people which super fit, super yeah. fit, like physically, outside disposition, like they look healthy. Yeah. Yeah, but when they look at themselves, man, they're just loathe. Loathe. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that I that nobody on the outside would notice. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fucking it's absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. 
moment of silence for those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we had different projects like that, kind of bringing awareness. Um, and the whole idea of the class was to break the taboo that was mental health and talking about mental health. Because in today's culture, um, it, it's still considered taboo to bring up um, like mental health issues or suffering with uh, different mental health issues um, because uh, people see that as a sign of weakness. Or a call for attention. Oh, yeah, or a call for attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've seen and heard that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when there are some people which I, I feel like they might lean into it a lot and instead of like actively working towards mm-hmm. leaving those things or um, or sharing the stories that way it creates sort of a community and some awareness about it uh-huh. it ends up being sort of like a crutch yeah yeah and that's that that would be the the imbalanced expression of what that is but in the most balanced expression hell yeah brother yeah yeah like that's definitely a, a change that I like to see and I think it's something that your generation in particular is doing a very good job of uh, digging up yeah. and not not letting it be something that people feel like that they have to hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I know uh, when I recently took a psychology class, um, we we're digging into a little bit about how today's generation is has the most stress than any generation before. Go on. Um, due to everyday life um uh, compared to before uh, because we don't know how to really handle the stress and we're making unnecessary stress hmm. it's like compared to before people when you say in, before you mean like bc uh not bc more like before covid uh i mean like during the 1800s and 1900s where there's um like constant war um that's where most people's stress and like fear came from. Hmm. Well, now in today's society, um, it's not, that's not the main focus behind stress. It's more of, of, uh, how we go into situations and how we, um, trying to keep ourselves safe, even though the dangers are vastly different from what uh, they're used to. Yeah. I saw a meme recently. Of like, can somebody tell my nervous system that I'm trying to send an email <laughs> and not avoid a panther? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see that for sure. Yeah. And, and in terms of uh, like self-perception, mm-hmm. uh, body image, perhaps um, identity issues and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, what sort of climate did you feel like your high school had related to that? Um. I, I feel like we're definitely more welcoming um, of of change um, than most definitely of than other schools like in the area. We're more um, open. Um, I don't know really how to put it. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. With like with my time at that same high school. Uh-huh. Yeah, like when I got to university. There was, take for example, like, uh, like, yeah, gay guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was plenty of gay dudes uh-huh. in my class. Yeah, you know, 
plenty of gay guys who are in high up like leadership positions mm. uh, in AP classes. Mm. Um, like had a couple of them that I played football with mm. and no factor. Yeah. They were just people. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's no factor at all. It was just yeah. like, um, it, it was kind of more of like, like when, uh, it was more easier to be, um, accepting of others there. I, I don't really know why, but it was just like, if someone like came out, you would just be like, oh, okay, cool. And then just like back to the normal conversation. It, it wasn't more like, oh, really? Why? And, it, you know, it was just yeah. more of just like accepting. And, and like that 80s trope of them being like bullied or pushed in the lockers. Yeah. I didn't see that. I, yeah, I didn't see that yeah. either. Yeah. And I was just like, cool. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. But you take into the dance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty casual yeah. in that way. Um, what I didn't have, and I'm curious about uh, what might have happened for you. Um, did you have anybody that was trans? Yes. Actually, I had a couple of friends that were. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, more like, by, like, I'd say like ratio wise, um, as many, fewer or more than uh, we'll call it like the um, homosexual community. Um, definitely fewer, uh, at least that I, I knew of, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, the, uh, as you'd say, the homosexual community was, um, definitely a lot more bigger than the trans community. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely it was, um, in population of the school, it was definitely on the, I guess you'd say minority side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're allowed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, if you, when you look at the groups on campus, um, it, it would definitely fall under uh, a minority group. What's the majority group on campus? Jocks. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or, or at least I, I wouldn't rest, uh, necessarily call them jocks, more of just athletes. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, jocks kind of... A lot of people play a lot of different sports. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I definitely at that school, mostly everybody's involved with sports um, compared to, like, you know, jocks. They usually have that pre-perceived, like, attitude that are just, like, sports, 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 and nothing else. Yeah. Well, like, some people still had that mental me- mentalism or... Mentality? Mentality. There that's, we go. That's the word. Um, you got your diploma. <laughs> working on your degree. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they it they were more um i don't know really how to put it mom was um, really big on me being multi-dimensional uh-huh. so like being involved not just with sports but also yeah. with leadership she loved the fact that i did tv dig uh-huh. she loved the fact that i did drama she loved the fact that you did I, drama huh, uh, i did a lot more of it in middle school okay. and then the way that that evolved in high school was through way of uh TV dig okay. and then with like leadership too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. like putting on acts, doing mm-hmm. performances, that type of thing. Yeah. 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 I actually really liked drama a lot in middle school. Ooh. Yeah. There was uh, one of our teachers there. Uh-huh. Her name was Miss Everett. I don't think she'll ever hear this, but one of her claims to fame <laughs> was that uh, she was a teacher for Snoop Dogg. Oh, really? At one point. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And uh, she cited him in, in a lot of her examples of. Uh, some of the techniques that she would show us mm-hmm. and how to like get into how to get in the character mm-hmm. and how to 
find out what is like innate to you as an individual and then okay. put it on as mm-hmm. character and yeah. also being able to separate the difference between the two when you need. Yeah. So yeah, so she was really cool and I really love that. Yeah. Um, that being said, the sports, sports, sports. Yeah, sports, sports, sports. I, I also have a lot of respect for that uh-huh. because if you do want to reach the next level, uh-huh. there's definitely a minimum threshold of what it takes. Most definitely, uh-huh. yeah. And yeah, you might have been a little bit too young to see that with me with football. With football, I I kind of saw it a little bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Because you're practically always gone, in the sense of that you go to school, um, work out, come home for like a sandwich, and then go back to school for another workout. Yeah, right. Usually, sometimes a workout before school. Yeah, sometimes before yeah. school, sometimes after. And then instead of doing early release another workout yeah. or doing blind magics uh-huh. or speed training or practice. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the people that did multiple sports, I was yeah. like, damn bro. Especially with like how prolific our basketball program was there. Yeah. Yeah. I could, it's like, it was coach that, T at the time, right? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, but that's, that's the reason why we won state. Uh, that's true. You know, yeah. you, you don't have a starting five of white guys mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go to the Honda center and beat Compton. <laughs> to win state yeah. but a little freaking discipline yeah. <laughs> also a lot of team chemistry too you yeah know, like all those guys in that particular unit have been playing together since like sixth mm-hmm. seventh eighth and some of those players actually since like elementary school yeah yeah so just being on the same page mm-hmm. and uh performing your role in a way that as a team you'll perform better because if you put any of those athletes one-on-one you know in the starting five and you have those guys go one-on-one against the opposing starting five, the other starting five will probably win Uh one-on-one. But they just made it all happen. And and it didn't happen without that type of dedication, you know, of of doing travel ball, playing tournaments, and having it effectively be your life. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of respect to those athletes overall. And then in terms of, like, just for fun, I'd love to know, (laughs) uh, rank the sports... In terms of like popularity of like, like going to go see them as like a, like a non-athlete like cheering on. Or? You could say that, or like by like level of respect felt by the school towards those programs. No, I w- I wouldn't say the respect necessarily fell, uh, in, in line with the like how many people would show up to events. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because same. there's definitely um. Like, a lot of people would definitely show up for the football games, mm-hmm. but that does not necessarily uh, communicate that people respected the football yeah, team. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then there there's, um, and then, uh, like, basketball games, for example, mm-hmm. um, pe- people had, like, a little bit more respect for them. Yeah. But there are still not as many people. Um, and when I told people this, they were always surprised, especially yeah. people that come from like football towns. Uh-huh. Like, what do you mean? You guys aren't all about the football team. It's like, yeah. not where we're from, bro. No, uh, they they can sometimes uh, fall too much into the the football player mentality, I guess you would say. Sure. That's uh, put on by by the culture mm-hmm. and just like not as like respectful. My kind cheese, of, mo. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of just. Well, there's definitely some that definitely try and work hard, mm-hmm. but in most cases, they, um, I guess you'd say, slack off um, when it comes <laughs> to other things besides their 
Oh uh, yeah, bro. Yeah. I was familiar with that culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, man. So basketball, mm-hmm. more so than football. Yeah. Uh what else? Um let's see. I remember for me, as you're thinking of it, by the way, yeah. that uh water polo. The water polo guys in our class were the coolest guys. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh I mean they they weren't necessarily like the coolest guys mm. um during during my class. Um they, they were kind of seen more um they tended to fall into the douchey stereotype. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. They so kinda they got shifted. more like damn more into themselves. Fact. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're probably riding the wave of uh, other very successful hot guys that came before them who were yeah. very cool. And then mm-hmm. that sometimes degenerates into something not so rad, yeah. a little and bit more douchey. You know, falling on the coattails of, you know, back-to-back CIF champions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kiss the ring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, if I remember correctly, um, uh, the boys' water polo definitely slacked off during these last couple of years and didn't make it to the championships oh. like they used to. Yeah. Being shamed to our family. Um, <laughs> what about the girls' water polo squad? Uh, the girls' squad actually did really good this past That's year. Like well decorated. Yeah, yeah they were um, studs in our class yeah. too. They're they're CIF champs. Um, I think also state champs as well. Woo! Yeah. Let's go, bro. Yeah, it was yeah. a pretty pretty big moment. Yeah, and yeah. dude, and that's a sport and usually a a culture of people that usually don't get that much like celebration or acknowledgement. Yeah. Girls' water polo, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, at our school we got. We got a program. Hey, we got a program going on. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, the following years, it, it would uh, have the same output, you know? Yeah. Because um, it always tends to be the same, that there's always, like, a unit one year that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the same next year. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the wildest things about high school, uh-huh. is that, like, it's not even so much that you have a draft, uh-huh. but there's like a draw that you have. Yeah. And then for some reason, you'll get certain classes of people that are just more attracted to going to other schools. Yeah. Whether it's due to the cost of housing in those areas uh-huh. or if they get a new coach, mm-hmm. maybe somebody retires. Yeah. Um, or because that unit was so good, the people that were younger than them didn't have as much playing time. Uh-huh. So they have to get the experience in order yeah. to grow, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, people leave, people come, that whole deal yeah yeah um girls basketball versus girls soccer which one was bigger um i probably have to say uh girl girls basketball really Um, yeah all right um wnba train yeah uh, most definitely um uh because uh actually i I didn't uh actually i think i went to one girls soccer game um but in the stands was mostly just parents um, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, for the girls' basketball games, um, it was definitely more along the lines of still family, but there's still a more presence of um, actual students there. Gotcha. Yeah. And then girls' uh, volleyball games. Um. More same or less? Uh, uh about the same as girls' basketball. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Or at least I think so. It's a little hard to remember. 
Maybe moment. as a class, then y'all were less interested. Like even though you had a lot of people were athletes, uh-huh. as a class, you were less interested in going to the sporting events. Uh, that that's true. More people um, were willing to spend their time mostly on like their own sport, um, and then uh, go and uh, go to work and you know earn money so they could go to small different like oh shit really yeah a lot of y'all had jobs yeah oh fuck there's quite i don't know that that were uh, more work heavy interesting yeah wow all right yeah not so privileged community then (laughs) (laughs) i take that back there's plenty of privilege in that community Uh, most definitely yeah Um, but also the culture of having like work ethic uh and having the mindset that our mom had which was Mm -hmm. like if you're not in a sport yeah. Have a job. Have a job. <laughs> Which yeah. she was definitely a lot more um, lax on me um, because I was more um, leadership developed. Yeah. And I, I was always going to different events and stuff. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty wise mm-hmm. on, on her part too. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you can like just burn somebody out overall. Yeah. And you want to have them to have the ability to follow through on those mm-hmm. commitments and have those projects done and, and be a part of your campus. Yeah. Hundred percent. Good job, mom. Yeah, good job. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, mom. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Drugs in your high school. Mm. How prevalent? Um, It's definitely there. I'd say. Um, Water polo guys smoking weed still. That uh, probably. I. I I, I mean, I'm not really sure. I I didn't really. Sort of the assumption. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I heard this. a comparison from uh, a classmate of mine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think like during the uh, it was like right after we graduated, um, like we ran into them um, at the store, and then they made the comparison of um, that <laughs> that the school uh, like half half of the the half the school either um, sells weed or or uh, smokes weed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Good point. Because I yeah. guess. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't. I didn't smoke weed in high school. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like, so I wasn't really aware of like how that worked out. Uh-huh. I know. <clears throat> in some of the elective classes I took, I knew some people showed up high. Uh, I know with like the football guys, mm-hmm. everybody on our D line smoked mm-hmm. weed. They were also slackers. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, at that point, I had sort of equated those mm-hmm. two things of smoking weed and slacking. The thing mm-hmm. that tipped me away from that though was actually the water polo guys because mm-hmm. they were so well decorated and such great performers, and also avid stoners. Mm-hmm. And plenty of those guys also in the AP classes that I was taking too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a knock. Mm-hmm. On those things, but uh, you know, there are some hurdles that people have to overcome. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and yeah. the literature on how that affects brain development, mm-hmm. I think maybe not quite as robust yeah. as it could be. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a curious thing. Um, mm-hmm. Did you also happen to make it through high school without smoking weed? I did. You did? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Cheers to that, man. Yeah. Think these here apple juices. Tink, tink. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Was it hard? Um, no, I I don't think it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I figured it wouldn't be. No. Uh, yeah. But yeah, 
Um, Anybody here that you didn't smoke weed? And they're all like, dude, I want to get you high. No, uh, they they weren't really. Um, a few people did. Yeah, they <laughs> they weren't um, really like forcing others, I guess you would say, or at least not me. Good. Yeah, they yeah. they kind of, uh, I guess, had a mutual respect for me. Yeah. For like not doing that. it. Consensual drug use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, probably because just like how the way I acted, um, uh, many many people uh, sometimes did think I, I did drugs like every once in a while. <laughs> Be, because just like the relaxed state I'll, I'll be at yeah. sometimes, <laughs> yeah. it would just, um, that they just perceive that, um, like I, I'm, I, I guess you'd say well versed, but I'm not <laughs> at all. This guy's too chill. Uh, yeah, I'm just too chill. Um, no, he's just chill. chill. Uh, May somebody listen to this podcast early on? They're all like, "This guy smokes weed." It's like, fun fact, he doesn't. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, also, it doesn't help um, when it, when I get tired. I, I look high, but I, I promise you, I'm not. I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um. What about uh, uh ecstasy? I, I I didn't really see any no. of that. No, nothing at like high school dances or anything like that. No, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. there's only a little bit of that when uh when I was there. Nobody yeah. ever offered it to me. I never saw it. Oh. Yeah, but when I got to uh, university, mm-hmm. um, that scaled quite mm-hmm. a bit differently because of uh, raves and shows mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And I was surprised when I made friends from NorCal. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah, man, I had my first ecstasy pill when I was 14. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Who <Yeah>. the hell <laughs> is selling pills to a 14-year-old? Yeah, sketchy yeah. folks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess you would say, oh, at least for my generation, mm-hmm. um, that that would be um, just like selling uh, vapes to like middle school and like teenagers. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Which I also stayed away from as well. Yeah. I was just, I didn't really see the, the value behind it. I guess you would say, mm-hmm. like I, I didn't have a need for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's like if if you don't, it's mm-hmm. more money in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I, I I don't mind if people smoke. It was like it, if you do, cool. Um, but just like that's just not me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's good because you don't run. Yeah. <laughs> so your lungs probably appreciate it. <laughs> uh, uh, no, sometimes, you know, because uh, asthma. Yeah, know. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any, was there any type of, uh, well, so it sounded like besides weed, drugs weren't really a big presence at your high school? Oh, uh, well, the, there's also, you know, the nicotine, you know, um, there there's always people that would be like, like off in a corner and like trying to hide like their their vapes and stuff. I I, I definitely saw it like once or twice. And like people are like blowing into the sleeve of their jacket to like try and hide the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but you know, it was there, but no one really tried to like force it onto others. Or at least just as I saw. No one was really trying to force it. Yeah. And with nothing else either? Uh, no. Gotcha. Yeah. See, it's like, it's like a parent's paradise. 
<laughs> you know, I hear so many parents just so concerned about like drug use in mm-hmm. high school yeah. and they have no idea what it is that people could do to keep drugs mm-hmm. out of high school. Yeah. And to be fair, it's a really big challenge to overcome mm-hmm. if it's already there. Yeah. You know, because uh, kids like doing things that they like doing mm-hmm. and they also like doing things that parents say that they shouldn't do. Yeah. So, like, what what is it that gets done? Mm-hmm. And so what do you think it is about the place that you went to and the place that you're from which uh, made that situation happen? Um, Public policy experts everywhere, yeah. pen in hand. They're like, come on, kid. I, I guess I'd definitely say just the people that you surround yourself with um, that, that really puts in... Um, what you get involved with, it, yeah, what you get involved with depends on the people you hang around with. Because um, let's say, for example, um, you, you're like a big athlete. Um, you tend to stick around with other people that are really into their sports and committed to their crafts, I guess you would say. Um, and then, you know, it, you try and follow the lines of people that are alike in some qualities but slightly different in others. And then um, it doesn't seem as, I guess you'd say, bad um, if uh, you see someone uh, alike doing it as opposed to someone not alike doing it. You know, it's more uh, easier to um, get into, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the example I gave earlier about the successful water polo guys. Yeah. Yeah, that was something like, after I was out of high school, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm knocking this a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I had that, <laughs> hate to say this, but I had this one particular project uh-huh. for a AP English. I don't know if I've told the story on air or not, but Mrs. Inouye, great teacher, mm-hmm. probably one of the best teachers in the world, mm-hmm. period. Deserves an award, deserves a raise, deserves an awesome retirement. Mm-hmm. I always heard good things about her. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. that took her AP English class, mm-hmm. fives, maybe maybe the occasional four, mm-hmm. but just a prolific teacher and really good at uh, making people excellent writers, which is such a big skill. Mm-hmm. The final project that she had in that course was to have a debate, uh-huh. which is great because all year we had Socratic seminars, uh-huh. and so we learned how to talk to each other mm-hmm. and to um, have ideas be exchanged, especially different ones. So great setup, and then she would give these different prompts, and then, uh, and from what I remember, we were all assigned our topic, mm-hmm. and if we were going to be on the pro or the con side, okay. and for some reason, I got assigned the pro cannabis <laughs> category, <laughs> which maybe she thought it to be fitting because uh-huh. I was I was clearly not a guy that was pro. Uh-huh. You know, we had a couple of water polo guys in my class. The, you know, at the time we also had uh, emo girls, uh-huh. scene yeah. girls. Do you have emo girls, scene um, girls, goth girls? Um, well, uh, there's a few, I guess you would say emo or goth, or at least they consider themselves to be. Oh, I like fashion? Uh, fashion or mindset, I guess you would okay. say. Um, but... But the music scene isn't really there, right? Uh, the music scene isn't really there, yeah. or, or at least not really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it tends to be um, not quite emo. 
um, like music, it tends to be like Blink One Eighty Two. You know, yeah, like punk. Yeah, punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's more of a punk goth like a scene. Still pretty hot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. But don't non- get confused. By the way, I'm not saying high school girls are hot. <laughs> so before you jumped out my back, just saying, uh, uh, you know, if you're a guy in high school, not a lot of guys were necessarily into that. But yeah. I, when I was a guy in high school, like I was just like, that's that, that's the kind of like, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, the fashion isn't the quite the same as because mm-hmm. um, like when you're in high school, the the gossing um, for females were more like. You know, um, kind of the side bangs, down dark hair, hair. Yeah. yeah, side bangs, dark hair, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of falls under that a little bit, but not quite the same. Good, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We like we like seeing those evolutions for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, it was more of like if they did have dark hair, they'd always um, have, um, I guess you'd say, strips of either like colored or like uh, bleached. I guess you'd say. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you don't. Those particular individuals don't have the privilege of having Fallout Boy or Panic at the Disco. <laughs> you know, like hit their debut. Yeah, <laughs> have like an on fire album that just uh, came out. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, I get it. My Chemical Romance. Yeah, yeah no, that's not, that's not happening these days. Yeah, um, but those girls mm-hmm. in the class, like uh, a lot of them, smoke weed mm-hmm. uh, typically. Yeah, and I think. Uh, in a way, thought it'd be really interesting to have a guy like me. Mm-hmm. Um, a really achievement mindset, very type A in many ways. And a guy that clearly wasn't uh, in that scene. Try to evaluate the position uh-huh. and at least give a fair fight. Yeah. And what I found out that year was that, uh, number one, I am good at arguing. I, I could see that. Which is a very different yeah. skill than... Um, than say being persuasive, uh-huh. for example, and I, if I if I could trade the two, I would go towards being persuasive mm-hmm. because there's an element of like charisma to it. Yeah, and people might be like, yeah, you know, like your logic isn't ex- exactly uh-huh. a sound, yeah, and maybe you're not making as many good points, but I'm gonna align with you because yeah. I like the way you're doing it, mm-hmm. and or I resonate more with what it is that you're sharing, mm-hmm. and uh, so. If I could advise you to go one way or the other, learn how to be persuasive instead of being a good arguer. Yeah, Yeah. because they can definitely go hand in hand. They can, but being more persuasive is uh, the better way to go. You can still uh, working on that. Still working on that. It's a hard thing to develop, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, especially if you look like me. (laughs) I'm a hard guy to look at and be like, I want to like you. Mm -hmm. I want to agree with you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more like, what do you want? Yeah, douche. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I kind of say that some people i've been told before that like i should lean more into uh, pretty privilege mm. and just be like sweeter and then try to like chum people that way and um i don't know man i just that's not that's not in my my usual lane yeah yeah but in this debate uh the thing that i found out by looking into it was that the substance itself wasn't nearly as damaging no as uh, as the propaganda mm-hmm. had lent itself to yeah. and compared to a lot of the things that we've been encouraged to get into huh. and uh, allowed to 
like experiment with mm-hmm. or to socially lubricate with mm-hmm. a lot healthier outlet than yeah. a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, and so I came out of that project thinking to myself, you know what? <laughs> After high school, <laughs> I think I'm going to try this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably not what anybody was going for at uh, the time. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I had some dudes that I played football with who mm-hmm. they were dying to do it with me because they yeah. thought I'd be like a great guy to do it with because uh, I was so like high strung. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they were really cool. Um, yeah, man. If, uh, Omar, Paco, mm-hmm. Alberto, <laughs> any guys out there listening to this, I still love you, man. <laughs> if I run into you someday, I'll give you a big hug. Yeah. 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 They're really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder though, mm-hmm. if at the time, if, instead of doing it um, uh, in my collegiate years, uh, if it was postponed until after my collegiate years, mm-hmm. and what sort of uh, difference in trajectory that would have created. Uh-huh. I feel like in some ways it helped me become more sensitive, mm-hmm. more emotionally intelligent, um, and to remove myself from being so high strung, uh-huh. which uh, for people that knew me at the time, they would be like, yeah, you you needed that, yeah. bro. Um, still, though, you know, yeah. like I wonder about that type of fork. And I don't know when I made this uh, proposition to uh-huh. you. It's like, wait till 25. Do you remember? I don't quite remember exactly. Middle school-ish? When. Before high school? I think it was during high school. During high school? Yeah. Gotcha. But you were COVID, so I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so that makes sense. So, yeah, so I made that proposition to you. I'd mm-hmm. be like, that'd be an interesting experiment. Uh-huh. It would be an interesting experiment. What I didn't know was that I was the influence for uh, for our brother Devin to start. Oh, yeah. I had no <laughs> idea. And he went in on that quite a bit more than I did. He, he, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then with Edwin, a little bit the same way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and some of that, I think, had to do with, like, the crowds that they were around who were, like, yeah. very heavy into it, too. Mm-hmm. Um. And perhaps having that without a real structure or like a force that was also lifting them up at the same time. So uh-huh. for me, I was very involved in like the collegiate scene, uh-huh. whereas uh, Devin didn't have that by way of an entrepreneurial structure yeah. or an a- academic structure at the point. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and with uh, with Edwin, there was that and then that intersection of that uh, brain injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he had, which is yeah. a very interesting case. Yeah, yeah. So for you, you don't have those um, variables uh-huh. in your equation, so yeah. that'll obviously create a different trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, do you think that uh, that you'll follow through on finishing university, like making it to twenty five without trying it, or do you feel like you want to edit that? It's on air. It's on yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to try and get to 25, but I don't know if it'll necessarily happen. Like, <laughs> you know, um, because um, like, as you said, yeah. um, like during your collegiate years, um, you kind of were just like kind of more like really curious about it, um, which I feel like might happen, um, especially with me going out to Colorado. The boulder. To boulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. decently likely. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, uh, when you do, you got to let us know. <laughs> there, there's no punishment. I'm not going to be like, ah, you lose. 
loser. You couldn't yeah, make it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna be that guy. I promise. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure the the brothers would would love to know. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to tell us like right after it happens. Uh-huh. Just like you come back from a break or something and be like, guess what, guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be curious too. Uh, yeah. No, maybe um maybe like a preliminary stage mm-hmm. to like twenty. 20, 21? Yeah, probably. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. That that might be like like um at the point where I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. You'll be open yeah. to it if it finds you. Yeah. I see. All right. Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't believe me, by the way. Like when I told people I, I got through high school uh-huh. without you really being even like invited to do it. Uh-huh. Um, let alone have much of a draw towards mm-hmm. it. But those were also the same people that took ecstasy at 14. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little Uh, little bit different paradigms uh, between uh, where we're from and the Bay Area. Yeah. Where a lot of my amigos were from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude, that's like one of the best parts about university, by the way. Just getting to meet new people. From all over, bro. Yeah, from all over. From all over. Yeah, all walks of life, all types of perspectives. And trying stuff on mm-hmm. so it's like wow i never like looked at it that way yeah. before or and try to like incorporate it into your perspective yeah a hundred percent yeah and one thing that i found for me was that the area that we're from mm-hmm. very conservative oh yeah well to a point yeah to a point because we just talked about how like socially liberal uh-huh. like our high school is yeah 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 it's very conservative um but also liberal at the same time. It's it's interesting. All right. Yeah. Tell me what you uh, what do you see? I, I don't really know how to properly describe it. I, I guess you'd say um, there's a lot more strong figures, um, at, at least um, as I saw. There's a lot more people that um, actually got into. Um, politics and were like actually invested in instead of the typical like teenagers not usually getting to um politics as as it's been before you know um but uh, for example uh when i when i took my government class um there's definitely um figures in that class that were more prominently conservative or prominently liberal um and it's kind of interesting to see how they um meshed in in the class go on um because you know they they definitely had strong opinions um from one way or the other um on different topics um and me uh, i feel like i'm more of a moderate um as most people in the in the u.s are um the voters tend to be a moderate um even um people that that uh seem to be extremist are actually extremist um as my government teacher pointed out that there's only actually a handful of people that are actually an extremist towards a conservative or liberal side yeah like a, an example of that not off the top of my head gotcha yeah yeah because I'd, I'd love to know like what that looks like because uh-huh. on sentiment yeah. i innately agree with it yeah if someone asked me like what do you mean i'd be like um I don't know what to tell you that, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because um, look at it, there's definitely people that are, you know, uh, more liberal or more, dem- uh, sorry, uh, more conservative, uh, conservative um, uh, 
then more of a moderate leaning, you know? Um, but definitely not to a point of extremism. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of panic out there, uh-huh. <laughs> but what's happening to these kids? Yeah. 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 Especially with the bathrooms thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was something that, I don't know. I didn't realize it would cause as much strife. Uh-huh. Yeah. As I, as it turns out that it, it happened to do. And some of that was colored through the lens of this medical ethics mm-hmm. course that I took uh, while I was in university. Uh-huh. And a lot of stuff in that class just seemed to like make sense uh-huh. overall. And I didn't realize that there was um, politics uh-huh. to like those ethics or issues. Uh-huh. Uh, and part of that, coming to understand that uh, there are certain people in the population that when they're born, uh, their uh, genitalia aren't uh-huh. as uh, announced uh-huh. as it would be one way or the other. Yeah. Um, sometimes the uh, chromosomal uh-huh. structure and the way that it ends up evolving uh-huh. in the body doesn't exactly mesh. Uh-huh. And so for some people, they develop uh, different sex organs mm. or they get uh, different types of hair growth uh-huh. in regions that they wouldn't usually get. Yeah. And then you have that aside from that slice, you have another slice of the population, which by way of the um, brain chemistry mm-hmm. narrative, uh, lens of perspective, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't align with what it is that their body has. Yeah. And like when I examine those things, I thought to myself, I'd be like, wow, that's a really tricky situation. <laughs> it was a really tricky situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it seems like we should try to provide the best possible avenues. Uh-huh. So that way people that uh, have those very tricky situations mm-hmm. can have an existence which has the, um, a, as much as possible, limited amount of strife. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I feel like some of the pushback mm-hmm. has then caused another uh backlash mm. <laughs> and that's created like two forces really pushing like mm-hmm. one way and or the other like this a really funny example i saw was apparently there was this uh teacher and it's hard to tell if it was by parody or not uh-huh. but just got these outlandishly large fake boobs <laughs> <laughs> i mean fucking like beach balls <laughs> <laughs> right is started going to school and dresses and stuff and like ask you know to have a different name and use uh-huh. a different bathroom and that type of thing and it's like that type of thing while like we're giggling about it you know yeah the only reason why we're giggling about it is because that is the backlash to the pushback yeah and people trying to have things become sensical again uh-huh. and a lot of sides not feeling like they're being heard yeah yeah um but it seems like with the experience that you had mm-hmm. is at least one example mm-hmm. on the airwaves where people can be pretty free yeah. to pursue their uh, identity, mm-hmm. their sexuality, mm-hmm. um, to express their culture. Because uh-huh. it wasn't like everybody at our school was white, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Oh, well, it wasn't everybody, but it was definitely more of a prominent um, uh, group, 
I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. Pretty demographically accurate of what we got in the U.S. overall. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, by way of, uh, I remember, at least for us, we got a lot of uh, Filipinos at our school. Uh-huh. Quite a bit more than like yeah. other regions would have. Yeah. Also a lot more Mormons mm-hmm. in our space than a lot of other regions might have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember any Jews. Mm. You go to school with any Jewish kids? Uh, you like now no, that I think about it. But then there's certain regions in the U.S. where that's like a like a major faction. Yeah, you know, like New York, yeah. for example. Uh, yeah, didn't have didn't have a lot of that. Mm. Um, I feel like uh, enough uh, black kids are in school to have mm. a presence. Yeah, yeah, like they definitely weren't tokens uh, by any means. Yeah, um, and definitely the same thing with the Hispanic group. Uh-huh. Yeah, like quite quite a few. Quite like few, yeah, yeah, like a, a heavy, mm-hmm. heavier demographic in, mm-hmm. in our space, and so you have this uh, melting pot, mm-hmm. and in some ways, pretty aligned with mm-hmm. what we have nationally, yeah. um, fairly aligned with what we have in the state, and then in other ways, um, having a bit more representation in certain areas than even other regions would have. Yeah, right. And so you had all these things coming together, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, we talked about. You know, like self harm, anxiety, mm-hmm. yeah. stress. Uh, but by way of like violence mm-hmm. on campus, was there? How was that? Where do you went? Um, as, as far as I saw personally, mm-hmm. I I didn't see um, uh, any of that. Um, but I I definitely heard stories uh, about it happening. The occasional fight. Yeah, yeah, occasional fight. Um, were more than between girls or guys? I can't quite remember. Yeah, because I remember it was mostly girls, which was crazy. Mm. <laughs> it was girls yeah. like, you know, fucking holding each other uh, at the uh, time at the flannel, uh-huh. <laughs> like pulling each other's yeah. hair, like throwing fists and shit. Uh, yeah, which I thought was crazy. I like these. There were way more girl fights at our school than there were guy fights. Yeah. No, uh, I always heard uh, like every once in a while, like uh, a fight would happen, but mm-hmm. like I, I'd never see it. Um, it. It tended to be like just outside of school. Like they they didn't really tend to happen like in school. Yeah, they always tried bring it outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like physical bullying or mostly uh, emotional warfare. I feel like um, in two J's um, or at least this generation is more about emotional warfare hmm. because um, people tend to um, we're doing it in a digital format. Uh, like doing like um, over like social media instead of really like person to person. Yeah. Because it is more easier to, um, I guess you'd say, um, hide behind a screen. 100%. Instead of actually being in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. saying it to you. You know I'm saying it to you. Yeah. But it's not like we're in person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like doing this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And stuff can get also like misinterpreted. Yeah. And, most definitely. Or misexpressed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Say things that we that's actually not what it is that we thought uh-huh. but now we put on words and we published it yeah and then it comes across in a way that we didn't intend to yes and some people feel like they got to double down yeah or if they're in an argument they're like okay we're gonna fight about what i meant mm. and that's like that's just it just gets messy yeah. at that point but in your particular experience mm-hmm. not too much by way of violence uh-huh. not too much by way of drugs yeah uh what about suicide um um not that I, I really knew of. Um, uh, they, 
there was the occasional case like every once in a while. But um, it, it never really affected me because there's never really anyone that I knew. Because um, I, I, I knew it happened sometimes and some people would be like affected by it. Yeah. But I, I just never really saw that happen um, and wasn't affected the way um, some other people were. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, another blessing mm-hmm. there in that case. Yeah. Now, there could be, because of all these things adding up together, uh-huh. it could be a perspective from outside spectators, especially people that you'll come to meet. That's true. That will say to you that you come from uh, a very, like, privileged and or protected space. Oh. And uh, well, how do you feel about that? Um. I could definitely see how many would say it would be a protected space. Um, but I, I don't think it's necessarily a protected space for everyone. Um, really? It, yeah. Go on. Um, um, I don't really know how to properly elaborate on it, but... Um, there's definitely cases where um, people brought up different subjects of like how they're like harassed and like bullied, but I, I never saw that happen. So I couldn't like fully interpret it hmm. and um, fully acknowledge like what was happening. Um, and then there's other times like where, where I definitely like saw it and I was like, oh, that was like definitely um, like not cool to like have. Not cool, man. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and just you know, just wasn't right, I guess you would say. Um, yeah. Was. All right, so it wasn't like, it wasn't as though it were styrofoamed uh-huh. or bubble-wrapped, uh-huh. that type of world. It, you know, there was little things which happened yeah, which it, weren't out of the ordinary, uh, but perhaps just not to as a, an extreme degree, say as mm-hmm. people that had to go to school by walking through a metal detector. Uh-huh. For example, yeah, that wasn't something that no, that, that wasn't do. something I, I wasn't even remotely like no. in in the minds of no. people at all. Yeah, yeah. Which for some folks, that's like everyday life. Everyday life. Yeah, a very far out thing that that could even happen. Uh-huh. And also, they'll be angry at you uh-huh. that you've had that experience. Yeah, and will kind of demean you mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, which I think is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, because on the one hand, it's something that just about everybody would feel like that's what we ought to aspire to uh-huh. have, is to have kids go to school yeah. and not have to walk through freaking metal detectors. Yeah. You know, not have to worry about, like, a gun uh-huh. being brought to it, not even be to be in the psyche uh-huh. of people, of, like, this is something that could possibly happen, something yeah. for us to worry about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly how to respond mm-hmm. to uh, that type of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, other than with like love uh-huh. and perhaps trying to understand like where their anger is coming from. And trying to um, uh, empathize or sympathy, I guess you'd say. Yeah. In that case, it'd be more sympathy uh-huh. than it would be empathy. Um, yeah. And also try to find humor in it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, I know that I have this podcast up as like a comedy podcast uh-huh. and in this particular conversation, I haven't had much by way of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. that's totally okay, actually. Um, yeah. Like, we, I just 
the reason why I have this nested up as a comedy podcast is one, because pursuing comedy, yeah, being a comedian, and two, the thing that comedy and humor opens mm-hmm. the door for, are is for people to be honest mm-hmm. and or to be something that's adjacent to honest, yeah, which is to make light of things, mm-hmm. and if it's possible for people to uh, laugh with each other in a show that kind of like goodwill mm-hmm. open-mindedness yeah. then i think that's how we make bridges yeah to connect communities that otherwise wouldn't be connected mm-hmm. and you know would i call it a a sympathy bridge no no yeah because people will call me a simp mm-hmm. but <laughs> there it is yeah. <laughs> um but uh, i feel like the great superpower that we have frankly as as a nation as mm-hmm. americans is the ability to have so many different experiments uh-huh. happening at the same time mm-hmm. and having them be interdependent of one another and giving us the ability to have better ideas win mm-hmm. and when i say better ideas i don't mean something that we then in an authoritarian fashion, make everybody around us do. Mm-hmm. Because there might be certain communities which have certain preferences mm-hmm. that have a particular world that they feel is more conducive for them as individuals in their own lane of a community. Mm-hmm. Take, for example, Hillcrest in San Diego. Yeah. A very famous gay neighborhood uh-huh. in San Diego, <laughs> right? Yeah. Also, very nice. <laughs> Very, Very nice. fucking nice, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, and that's sort of like one of the funny observations that I have is like when I go to places and it's nice, I don't want to assume that it's a gay neighborhood, <laughs> but it happens pretty common, dude. It's <laughs> like, man, if you get gays in the neighborhood, the value here is going to go up. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff is well taken care of. Uh-huh. It's manicured. It's artistic. Uh-huh. The coffee's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, like the rent might be a little outlandish. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they splurge a little bit, but yeah. like, dude, it's fucking nice. Yeah. And that's I I find to be like a more of a humorous observation. Uh-huh. It's definitely not a dig. Yeah. And um, like when people, uh, they'll sometimes group together words like uh, racism, discrimination, and stereotyping. Uh-huh. And in that case, I'm definitely stereotyping, uh-huh. but I'm not being racist because uh-huh. it's not a race. And I'm not discriminating because uh-huh. I'm not like demeaning uh-huh. anybody. I'm actually saying like, dude, hey, this is a group of people, uh-huh. a demographic of people, which is not me, yeah. is doing something that I wish my demographic of people would do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, treat yeah. things nice, yeah. have some flair, uh-huh. make the neighborhood cool. Yeah. Um, you know, just simple factoids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Observations. Yeah. Observations. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it gets a little bit tricky when I look the way that I do uh-huh. and, and I make those types of observations yeah. and there's some sort of like mental and emotional jujitsu uh-huh. that I feel like comes with that territory and I don't know exactly what to do about it uh-huh. other than love mm. and laugh. Yeah. Love and laugh. And live. <laughs> love, <laughs> laugh, yeah. You know, perhaps in that order. <laughs> switch it up a little bit. Maybe switch it up a little bit every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I guess if somebody comes at you, you know, for, mm-hmm. for being from that place, um, I, I'd recommend a bit of the same recipe, you know, like leave with love, see if you can find a, something that you can 
co laugh uh-huh. about, yeah. and they can go about living mm-hmm. now afterwards. Um, and with this being a pretty good synopsis of mm-hmm. <coughs> where you're coming from in your high school adventure, yeah, uh, I'm sure there's more to it. It's like, for example, being an older person in your class, mm-hmm. being 19, is a completely different perspective than being a really younger mm-hmm. person. Most definitely, yeah. Um, and on that note, I guess before I go to your collegiate assessment uh-huh. and your aspirations, um, is there anything about your particular like upbringing or perspective that you feel is a really great asset for you, like a superpower mm-hmm. for you, or something that you're really grateful for? Um, that's new. Um, I say uh, due to the way that. Uh, uh, mom raised me. It's just um, I I was definitely taught growing up just always respect others, um, no matter like how they act or what they do, just respect everyone equally. And people can't believe that she say that and still vote for Trump. <laughs> I'm like, it's not impossible for those things to coexist, yeah. guys. It's not possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know she uh, she raised me that way to always show respect, and I feel like that helped help benefit me in many ways, um, in terms of uh, being able to um, make bonds and relationships with people much easier, because um, people tend to be more accepting of you when you show respect to them instead of just ignoring them because you. Uh, is one way of looking at it. Um, and then also, as I said earlier, the wisdom of having um, brothers have, that have gone through experiences, having the wisdom of that in in, uh, in my head. So when I um, head into similar situa- situations, I, I know how to um, proceed through. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Smart people learn from their own mistakes. Yeah. Wise people learn from others. Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On that note, uh, hey, sharpen that up a little bit. What particular <laughs> uh, things uh, have you uh, avoided? Uh, let's see. Uh, particular things? Um, well, I guess I'd say like, uh, He's like, I don't want to take any shots at anybody. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, if I say it, they're going to know who it is. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the way you uh, shifted in the chair, that's the first time I've seen you. A little uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, I guess um, I never really went out in in high school. Like uh, most people that I knew, I was more, you know, stay at home type of. Type type of person I, I never really like. Stay like, home, dad, huh? <laughs> well, with, with the, without the kid, of course. Um, yeah, but with the bod. Yeah, well, <laughs> got me with that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it was just I, I I was never really into just like going out and just um, and just like going out places and like hanging out with people. I was more of um, you know stay home. Um, focus on my own stuff and then when I was out um, like at, at school and stuff um, I, I would always be like engaging there 
but not really much outside, which um, probably led into like why I wasn't really invited to many things. Um, Same. Yeah. I, I always saw stuff going on. I just, I was never invited or at least I never really cared as much to go. I, I mean, some things I, I was like, huh, okay. I, I wish I was like known about that before. Um, you know, um, just seeing um, things after they happen um, and being like, oh, kind of wish I was like there for that or like, you know, wish I knew about that because I, I feel like in some of the situations I, I, I could have had a fun time like um, they're showing. Um and I guess I just didn't really get to build those memories like like uh, other people would have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I said that you didn't really answer the question at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't really. I try to persuade out. Yeah. Yeah. I try to persuade out. Yeah. All right. Well, you can leave the other brothers out of it. What about me? What's... Uh, What's a shortcoming that I've had? Um, shortcoming that you had? Yeah, that um, you've managed to avoid pitfalls, struggles, deficits, bad habits. I, I actually, a really bad habit of yours growing up, um, I, I think is because just of your situation at the time, um, you're kind of disrespectful at times. If oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Um, because, uh, well, uh, let's say, for example, like when you were messing around with me uh, when growing up, yeah. there's always the, the and the gun squeeze that you do. And the gun squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'd just be left with no air in my lungs and... Also, the times where uh, you'd come over and sit on me and then, like, fart. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then... When you watch How I Met Your Mother and you see Marshall <laughs> and his brothers, you're all yeah. like, fuck, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty much the situation. Sorry. Uh, Shouldn't have done that Also, I, I don't remember who was the one that started it, but, like... Uh, when y'all would like uh, pin me down and do like the the loogie hanging. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Devin really got good at that. I was one. gonna say I, I I don't remember being that guy. I yeah, was more Devin. Yeah, yeah. De- Devin was like so good about having it like an so inch from her face. Oh my god! Just ah, hanging. No. Like, uh, what's the one Adam Sandler film where they were like practicing like the the loogie? Um, I don't remember. Uh, it, it, um, was Adam Sandler, and then he had like a little kid that he was like Big Daddy. I, I think it was Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of like that situation Dang. where it was just like a hanging spit. Oh my god! And then he was just like, <laughs> "Fucking tragic, bro." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So like being a bully. Yeah, I see. Gotcha. I thought yeah. you meant like disrespectful to mom. Yeah. Oh, well, there's also experiences like that, but I don't quite remember that. Gotcha. You're pretty young. I, yeah, I was quite young at the time, but um, yeah, I, had to work I, I definitely person. hear stories afterward about that. Yeah, had to kind of tune up my anger there. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, although in also, retrospect too, bro, Accutane, man. Yeah, having that hormonal yeah. pill that I was taking, I think, really shifted me in, in oh. quite a way. Yeah, yeah. I was talking with Devin about that yeah. actually, because. 
there was a, a decent phase where I wasn't just angsty, uh-huh. but there were times where I actually did have like suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure. And the medication warned you about it mm-hmm. when you started taking it. And because it's so slow, mm-hmm. like the on-take, and the shifts are so small that Ye- you don't notice it and yeah. you wouldn't attribute it to being that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like one of the changes that I had was after I was done with it and so much time had passed, uh-huh. there was a shift in like the headspace uh-huh. that came with that too. Um, but yeah, you've always been really cool with mom and really cool with dad. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out to dad. I yeah. know we talk about mom mm-hmm. a lot because... Uh, she's rad uh-huh. and we love her yeah. um but dad bro man yeah 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 a lot of people are surprised too that i call my stepdad dad mm-hmm. but he really was a dad for us man yeah yeah shout out big shout out to that guy mm-hmm. yeah so yeah you're not a bully yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're not a bully you're really considerate towards uh-huh. everybody that's older than you yeah and that type of things so and, cool. and even like uh well i i guess a, a, a way of putting it as people younger than me because mm-hmm. I was always the oh. oldest out of my class. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be the good older brother. Yeah, in the a cool sense. One, yeah. Chill one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. From an outside perspective, um, if I may, I'd, I'd also say that one of the wiser things that you do too is not just the way that you uh, appropriate your time mm-hmm. through way of like productive activities, uh-huh. um, but also I think with your. Uh, relationship with women mm. in particular yeah yeah uh yeah most of my friends are actually um a woman are or, or like more like that side um I, i'd say it's more of a 70 30 um yeah yeah because you got like i'm not saying that you're like old-fashioned but you got mm-hmm. some of that like about you yeah yeah you know um you're definitely not promiscuous uh-huh. yeah at least you don't appear to be yeah. Um, the way that you uh, have like friendships mm. with them, yeah. um, they they don't have much of like a flirtatious nature uh-huh. to them. Yeah, but they are like I- incredibly friendly, uh-huh. like generous with mm-hmm. like how much you help each other out. Yeah, or just like leaving gifts for mm-hmm. each other. Like yeah. I never had fucking people leave gifts for me <laughs> at my place, like the way I've seen it done for you. I'm yeah. like that's fucking sick, yeah. man. And for me, I've noticed that there are some conflicts mm-hmm. that I've had in my life, which could have been avoided. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, some messes that I wouldn't have to had appropriate so much bandwidth mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. if um, having that uh, wasn't a factor yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And also um, unintentional disrespect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think with... Uh, me being as uh, provocative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's one way of putting it. That I am. Yeah. Uh, how would you say it when I'm being a, a man slut? <laughs> when you that's said that, dude. Yeah. Dude, that caught me off guard so hard. Uh, like, yeah, I, you had such a grow up moment in front of my uh, eyes. I'm like, this guy <laughs> really called me a slut, dude. Just the fact you use the word, let alone yeah. that was directed towards me. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, you pose the same yeah. way in your photos, dude. <laughs> hilarious i loved it yeah but uh the fact that like that's not something that is even like intrinsically Mm -hmm. interesting to you that i think that i think that's a superpower yeah yeah i think uh if i were to have a preference Mm -hmm. i'd love to have that intrinsically Mm -hmm. because i don't yeah i've 
instead of making it an enemy, mm-hmm. I've tried to become as great of friends with it as mm-hmm. I can and then have the people that I interact with be as informed mm-hmm. about it as possible. Yeah. So that way they're not um, duped, misled. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like if I do that, then the other strife that I've had before can be avoided. Mm-hmm. And that works 90%. Yeah. There's still like that other 10%, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even like 20, 25%, mm-hmm. <laughs> which... Uh, Dirty. <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> that uh, if I was more like you mm-hmm. in that way, it would just be nice, yeah. like not to have. Um, and so I would say continue to lean into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see it being possible that you might get teased for being mm-hmm. like old fashioned in that way, mm-hmm. um, and laugh along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say la- laugh with them mm-hmm. in that perspective and yeah. keep leaning into that because I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, uh, uh, going into that a little bit. Sure. I don't know. Um, it's kind of nice just having a lot of like female friends, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. um, because it's more easier to talk to them about things in a way. They're more open to actually talking about things. Yeah. And, and because most like guy to guy conversations, you don't really tend to like open up about things unless like you're like really, really close. hundred percent. Yeah. And the time that you spend with guys is usually activity based. Yeah. Most, most uh-huh. definitely. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not often that you just fucking sit, talk, yeah. explore ideas. And uh-huh. that type of thing. You'll notice that that'll shift a little bit as you get older. I think yeah. part of that is, um, guys feeling more comfortable uh-huh. with opening up emotionally or intellectually. Uh-huh. Um, and some of that, Two is also uh, being more confident, mm. which is quite a bit different than being comfortable. Yeah. Um, because you're more well-read or you have experiences or you actually have something to offer on uh-huh. a subject. And as you grow up, you develop those experiences, which lend itself to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, some of that's just like the time bond too. Yeah. You know, I think guys, they'll talk about not having, not wanting to have a lot of fluff mm-hmm. in their relationships. Yeah. I think that's one way of avoiding the fluff. Mm -hmm. Also, the upside to it is that guys don't have the same sort of uh, emotional warfare. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like the the social undercutting. Yeah. (laughs) That that we see in like uh, female dynamics and Mm -hmm. the upside of you being a dude. Mm -hmm. uh, When those females interact with you, one, you have in the EQ, the emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Uh, to be able to navigate that space is an upside yeah. you know, without the uh, drama or mm-hmm. social sabotage mm-hmm. that can come with opening up to women. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. you got to you gotta double plus yeah. on that. Yeah. Also, because um, I, I'm not really much of a talker. I'm more of a listener. Um, it tends to uh, play out nicely um, because I, I can... Um, just like listen to them um, about like what's going on. And then I can just speak um, little bits at a time um, to like kind of help them in a way. Mm-hmm. Like if they're going through a stressful time, I, I can always um, help them without going like on and on and on about stuff, which I, I think is a, is a definite, a definite benefit um, to others. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes when we reach out for counsel or when we want to talk with somebody about something, mm-hmm. 
like to help us like work out our own mental knots mm-hmm. and having somebody tell us a bunch of things doesn't always do the trick. In fact, I find it kind of rarely uh-huh. it does, but to have somebody that, uh, in the yoga space that call it, uh, hold space, hold space <laughs> for, for people, um, to be an active listener uh-huh. would be more of a psychological term. Um, so that, you have a, a mutual consensus of how this is being interpreted. And then sometimes that mutual consensus for some reason affirms that something is making sense and or somebody can shed some light on where it doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. And then you find the knot because of that and it gets untangled, which is uh, extremely helpful. So, yeah, keep having those relationships mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, and if there's other shortcomings... <laughs> that uh, that you notice from uh, me uh-huh. in particular. I don't know if the other brothers consent to it, so I won't speak on that. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, mm-hmm. um, I'm a a guy that's that's open to like mm-hmm. that examination, and I also have a consistent desire to improve. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the thing that makes me quite a bit different mm-hmm. than a lot of people who. You know, study Buddhism and yoga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, people who are even just in the comedy community. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, I'm not so in the space of like wanting to be content mm-hmm. or just keep things like as they are. Yeah. You're not against cool. feedback. Not at all. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I love it. I like being tuned up and I won't fight back mm-hmm. against it either. Um, some stuff I'll sort of try to reason through. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's, um, like a, a frame of reference that can help this person that's sharing it with me mm-hmm. that if they see that frame of reference, like, oh, okay, I can see why you see things that way. And yeah. it just moves along. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Now you are, uh, so 19, uh-huh. graduate in high school. Yep. Going to see you, Boulder. See you, Boulder. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and you're a little bit nervous. A little bit. Yeah, man. You know. Leaving the nest? Yeah, leaving the nest. Because you know? <laughs> you know? I spent 19 years of my life in one spot. You know, didn't move around at all. Um, and Homebody. Homebody, yeah. Yeah. Now so, I got to get a new home. Yeah, a new home. <laughs> and, you know, it's far away. It's not like it's um, like an hour or two away. It's mm-hmm. like a 15-hour, 16-hour drive. Yeah. You know, it's, it's far. <laughs> <laughs> It is far. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, from an outside perspective, uh, a curious, curious decision. Yeah. Um, and the decision was made in light of uh, a priority for, it seems like to me, for the program. Uh, yeah, a little bit for the program. What else? Um, also, um, due to an experience I had before, it was a leadership camp. Um at a, a UC Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. um, where um, actually no, it was not Santa Barbara. Um, fake, there, fake news. Fake news. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, there's an, another leadership uh, camp that I went to. Um, it's actually at Pepperdine. Um, cool. Um, which uh, it was a very nice place, but just very expensive. Um, uh, not like the place you're going is exactly <laughs> cheap, bro. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> It's pretty much California in the in the middle of the U.S. <laughs> it has seasons. <laughs> yeah, it has seasons. Um, 
which is definitely a positive which i when, when i was looking at it of having actual seasons yeah you managed to do that and also get a lot of sunshine yeah because yeah. like it here it's yeah we have four seasons it's summer spring winter and fire season <laughs> yeah we, we we don't really have a fall you know no. <laughs> no we have wet cloudy season we have spring yeah we have a little bit cloudy for some reason uh, for a little bit summer summer <laughs> and then fire season yeah, fire season <laughs> which is like two three months out of the year straight up yeah. i know yeah yeah um and so uh at, at my time there um I was the only one from my school that was invited to go to this conference. Um, so going there, I knew absolutely no one, mm-hmm. no one at all. Um, uh, well, like other people there, I at least had like one other person from their school like going. Um, but like I was the only one selected, so I knew nobody. And it was just a very pleasant experience, just like not knowing anybody, just getting to know people because... Um, you know, there's no outside factors of like knowing people before and like what they did, or and there's no one to um, cling to. I guess you would say, yeah, as a as a little comfort barrier. So it was a way, it was a choice of uh, um, kind of breaking that comfort barrier and just trying to um, you know learn different things um, and just kind of just become a new person not not that like i hate being the way that i am it just i i just always want to know more 100 percent, bro yeah. yeah gives you a great chance to grow yeah yeah when uh in a different way at san diego state that's what i love the most too uh-huh. it's like when i got there i was like you know i can everything else that i was connected to uh-huh. i don't have to keep doing any of that yeah yeah, I can do something completely different, mm-hmm. completely new. And uh, and that led to quite a reinvention mm-hmm. in, in several ways. Most definitely. <laughs> N- no one thought you would be a psychology major and yogi after seeing your uh, high school self. No. Nah. Or you're just football meathead. No, nah, bro. I was an intellectual, too. Well, yeah, was, intellectual. But, yeah, you're, yeah. you're a little bit cold and... A lot um, of it cold. You're a definitely more um, um, athlete, um, like out looking from an outward perspective. You're definitely just like um, athletic heavy. Like you're al- always about your sports, always about training. Yeah, like that was your. Uh, I was very accomplishment driven. Yeah, you yeah you most definitely were. Yeah. yeah, and the lens that I got seen through through your eyes and mm-hmm. for many people it was like through being an athlete mm-hmm. and having sports and in retrospect i thought that the that was the way that people would uh, love me uh-huh. or respect me was through accomplishment and achievement mm. and one of the reinventions that i got to when or that i experimented with and turned out to be a good mm-hmm. decision was instead of being uh achievement driven mm-hmm. relationships yeah have better relationships with people mm-hmm. and on all forms nurture relationships mm-hmm. be a good friend um be a great colleague see where it is that you can help mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to finish first 
No. It's definitely okay if you lose. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's honestly pretty great if you lose. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to win every argument. Yeah. You don't have to, um, you don't, uh, nobody cares how many patches you have mm-hmm. on your Letterman's jacket. Yeah. Or how many trophies uh-huh. you have in your home. Yeah. Um, that applies in a particular domain, though. Uh-huh. It's like for people that want to be Kobe, uh-huh. for people that want to go to the league, uh-huh. uh, those things actually do yeah. rack up. Um, if you're in the military, uh-huh. those type of things do rack up uh-huh. um if you are in finance mm-hmm. like the project you're a part of like having your name attached to those things uh-huh. and research have your name attached to those uh-huh. things they do make a difference yeah they do more so important in those domains though versus the militant and athletic aspect uh-huh. are the relationships mm-hmm. like do would people put in a referral for you yeah um you know would people vouch for you mm-hmm. yeah and and having that shift for me was something that made me love life more. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that created a, a huge shift. And so that came with some other experiences I had in university. And I don't want to tell you necessarily everything mm-hmm. because I don't uh, necessarily want to sway you to do like one thing or the other uh-huh. in college. I, yeah. That's the upside of you going where you're going. Mm-hmm. It's like you're going to go to a place that's completely different. Yeah. You're going to be very out of touch. Mm-hmm. From us, and yeah. you're gonna be able to author your own thing, which is yeah. stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think you're gonna join a frat? <laughs> you know, I I don't know. Um, yeah. Frat Ryan, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a that's yeah. a good approach to have. You don't have to expand much more. Yeah, on that, I'll tell you, I didn't know really anything about it when I got to university, mm. and then I made the judgment call to join for rush week just uh-huh. to get to know people. Yeah. And I think because of me not getting invited to things, I wanted to be the person that could invite people to things. And when I found, or when I found out that there was a group of people mm-hmm. that was interested in me as a candidate uh-huh. who uh, had the right space. It's mm-hmm. like literally a house yeah. that would provide an experience that I would never be able to do again. Yeah. And wouldn't just be a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. could also be really great for character development. Mm-hmm. The two gentlemen, I wish they had a little bit more by way of leadership development. Mm-hmm. turns out there's another fraternity that started just the semester after that was quite a bit better at that. Mm-hmm. Might've joined them if, uh, if they had a house at the time, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, the international family, mm people from all over the world yeah and um that's paid dividends bro you've seen me travel quite a bit in a lot of those instances Mm -hmm. like i it was people from that community or people that i got to meet through that community yeah so um yeah man i'd say at least rush yeah yeah okay yeah i'll think about it think about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh do you feel hopeful huh do you feel hopeful? Hopeful. Um, yeah, I, I feel hopeful. Um, in terms of I I know this will benefit me in one way or the other. Um, either finding out like this is like the genuine path that I, I want to go down, or even just um just broadening broadening um my perspective on just like different things. Nice. And then yeah. pivoting from there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And uh, in a in a macro, 
outside and, stuff. So outside of college life. Yeah. Uh, do you think this world stands a chance? Uh, this world stands a chance? Um, possibly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go on, man. Um, I, I mean, uh, there, there are things that, that happen where, you know, um, just kind of like it could have like not happened if it just um, people had like different mindset at different times. Um, what in particular? That I, I can't really like point out specifics. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say it was school shootings. No. Mo- well, mostly, <laughs> mostly because like, like just like, um, just like in, in my area, um, uh, where I, I went to school, uh, there wasn't no factor. Yeah. That, that wasn't a big factor at all. Um, like, like you'd hear about it, like maybe like every once in a while, um, from like a school, like an hour or so like North, um, but it, it wasn't really um, a factor that was like a uh, front of mind. It was more like a faint, far away, back of mind thing. Gotcha. Yeah. But as a general feeling, there's some conflict which could be avoided, which isn't being avoided. Yeah. And some struggles which are happening, which don't have to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, but outside of that, it sounds like you're like, yeah. This world has a chance. Yeah. America's got a chance. Mm-hmm. America is the world. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we definitely have, have ways to grow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, because the, there are places uh, among the U.S. where, like, there's there's real growth go, uh, going on. Um and definitely futures to be built on. Um, but just the way that um, that happens, um, it's not always the best, you know. Yeah. Just like looking at different cultures uh, around the world, there's definitely better ways that going about. And um, really appreciating um, the things around you. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Hell yeah. On a less serious note. Uh-huh. Anime. Anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, one, uh, maybe not like your, your like fully edited and fully thought out list, uh-huh. right? But the first, you know, one, two, or three that come to mind of ones that you've really loved, what, uh-huh. what have they, what have they been? Um, I, I think because uh, it was basically the one that i really started out with um death note just really got me Bro, into anime yeah you should watch it yeah, yeah. um uh and then uh another good one um uh let's see there's a lot that i've watched yeah yeah you I, were yeah. amongst us you might have watched more than Oh, most definitely. <laughs> most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, I've probably watched between like 100 to 200 different animes. Holy fuck, bro. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Um, 
but there's uh, this like online website called like my anime list um, where you can uh, create a list of like different um, shows that you watched. Um, I haven't uh, updated that list in a while, but yeah, the last I remember it was like 120, 140 different shows that I watched. What's the thing that's made it stick for you? Um, I I guess because there's so much um, variety in it um, to fit different moods. You mean it's not just fight scenes? Yeah, it's not just fight scenes. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's the the occasional, like, um, uh, romantic-type animes um, where, um, for example, there's this... Uh, this one uh, called a uh, uh, hentai. No, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a show called uh, Horimiya. Horimiya. No, Horimiya. Horimiya. H O R I M I Y A. If I remember Horimiya. correctly, yeah, Horimiya. Got it. Um, which uh, it told a story about um, uh, these uh, um, uh, two uh, two school kids um who got together um, because of, uh, uh, well, they met outside of school for, like, who they truly are. Um, and then they didn't want to share that with, like, the rest of the school. Um, for example, um, the the male protagonist um, uh, inside school, he's seen as, like, a, a shy, like, nerdy type, um, like, hair down and everything. Um, and like, he, he's always like, uh, um, uh, like covered up. Um, and then outside of school, he's more of a, he has like, he puts his like piercings in his, he has like his hair up. Like he's a whole completely different person, like outside of school. Um, you know, has like tattoos, like, uh, uh like down his like a uh, chest and stuff. Chiseled. Uh, slightly. Yeah. Yeah. But not like bulk. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just like yeah. not like a trapezoidal, yeah, yeah, no. lean, just yeah, lean. Um, while the the female protagonist is a uh, as a uh, like watches over her family, um, because uh, mom's busy with work, um, dad's a little bit of a deadbeat, um, and just like watches over like her brother and like uh, you know, uh, keeps an eye on like um supermarket deals to like uh, help support the family or like budget wise and like try and like keeps it um, as uh, we'll try and like helps out the family as much as possible. Yeah. While also um, being a popular face at school. Oh, gotcha. Um, But, uh, but doesn't really spend time like with um, people like outside of school. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It was an interesting dynamic to see. Um, uh, and I, I I really dove into that that first season. Um, they're coming out with the second season right now, but uh, I haven't really dove too much into it. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's other moods um, where I tend to um, look more into like the sports animes. Um, for example, um, uh, there's a boxing anime um, called the uh, Hajime no Ippo. Um, where is this, this, uh, kid who, uh, uh, was like always like bullied, like in middle, um, actually it's like high school. Um, 
uh, and then he turned into a, a boxer at like age 17. Like uh, a boxer found him, uh, trained him up, and uh, it just told the story about like how he became a champion. Um, and and uh, that was actually pretty cool to see, just like how they animated the fight scenes. Um, because it is an older uh, anime. It was uh, like a 90s uh, anime. Um, and it was interesting to see that art style um, across a variety of different anime of how like the older animes like animated their work compared to the newer ones. Um, I, I partially like the older uh, better um, because there's just uh, some uh, scenes that are just created so well that uh, it's quite beautiful at times. Um, well, like, uh, newer today, um, animes, like, sure, they can have, like, beautiful graphics, but sometimes the storyline's not quite there. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, the production rate. Yeah. Like, how fast people want things uh, and, like, meeting deadlines maybe because of, like, budgeting reasons. Yeah. Yeah, that, that can play a factor into, like, how well things get thought out. Yeah. Also, you see this in with, like, music. Uh, too there's like a new idea yeah. that happens or hasn't been touched yet mm-hmm. and then it almost seems like there's so many of those within a particular lane mm-hmm. before it's like oh you're just repeating old stuff yeah. or now because so much has been done you can't help but feel like you have to iterate mm-hmm. based on what other other things happen yeah yeah um but you pointed something out which i fucking 100 percent agree with mm-hmm. and that is anything is possible an anime uh-huh. and the artistry that gets coupled uh-huh. with the possibility makes something that is just beyond the capabilities of what we can do through theater mm. essentially yeah yeah it's just another form of uh, expression uh is one way of putting it um which is uh can be quite beautiful at times um and it also um just uh, from watching so many, um, I've also dove into stuff which I never really thought about before because there was uh, anime for it. For example, um, there's like this uh, sumo uh, anime that I watched, um, which was really good. Can't remember the name off the top of my head, but uh, it was uh, quite uh, beautifully put together. Um, just about a story about this... Uh, um, is a small teenager um and like the only way for him to do sumo professionally uh as an adult would be uh to become uh like the high school um like champion um there's a specific word for it but i can't remember it off the top of my head but basically it was like the the top like sumo uh, dude mm-hmm. and uh to get him into like a a championship type of thing uh, with professionals. And if he won that, that would allow him to be a professional sumo wrestler. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't get that, um, he would not be able to uh, sumo in the future and become uh, his uh, dream. Yeah, and that's uh, a sport yeah. that you would have never come across yeah. if it wasn't for anime. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, another one, uh, that I came across, um, 
is a uh, is about biking, um, like cyclist biking. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it's actually uh, it's kind of funny at times. It was just like how they put it together. Yeah. Um, and, and it was like uh, it was two seasons, um, which the second season was more focused on like their big race that they're they're in at the time. Yeah. Um, which was like a a five day race across Japan. Yeah. Yeah. On that note too, for something to be great, you don't need 10 seasons of it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to have 10 seasons, but if you, if you put a quality work into it, it doesn't have to be so long. No. Yeah. And fortunately with anime, it's not like your actors or actresses, your voices that, that they age out uh-huh. of that role, yeah. you know. Like I imagine with Harry Potter, there was some pressure to be yeah. like, "Okay, this guy's gonna grow up. Uh-huh. <laughs> we better get yeah. this fucking book done yeah. before he looks too old." Yeah, you know. Yeah, but with anime, it's like you can put in the time to make a quality yeah. season, and then when it drops, people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." As long as it's quality, yeah. As long as it's quality, yeah. Um, but there's definitely times where um, you come across uh, anime like far after it's done with production, where it's like. Uh, you wish that there was a season two because, <laughs> yeah. but there just isn't because uh, there's uh, just no production value there at the time. Um, they're more focused on other projects or just wasn't as popular at the time. Yep. Um, but, but there's still um, quite a few that, uh, that just have a nice quality to them. Um uh, from uh, romantical side of things to um, uh, adventure side, yeah. Um, there's a popular subgenre um, called uh, isekai, which is um, basically being teleported to another world um, to live out a whole nother life. Um, many of these, um, um, it displays like you dying in in this world and then just um, being reincarnated as like a different thing uh, in, in another. Um, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, from like just being like a everyday, like office worker to um, uh, like a, a night with like magic and like dragons and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> uh, and it, it's uh, just interesting to see like that, like um, type of perspective, yeah, of like how they thread the personalities yeah. through different uh-huh. attributes, yeah, yeah, and like how they play it out of um, having knowledge of the the previous world that they're in to help support the world that they're currently in. <laughs> nice. Like sometimes, like they'll bring in like appliances that that like belong to them, and like or like they create those impli- appliances, and people will be like, "Whoa, what is this magic?" <laughs> when it's just advanced technology <laughs> like this is a dishwasher yeah <laughs> yeah and and then you know there's common um uh common thing you know just common things that they bring with them um which they they wouldn't have thought of before um and like uh uh oh there's this one anime um where it's like uh, at this kid, um, re, uh, or he was re- reincarnated into another world, 
Um, and he had like this uh, bond with like the slimes. Like everyone saw them as like a weak creatures. Um, but he always had like a strong bond with them and found that uh, the slime could evolve in different ways in the sense of like different properties. Um, so from like eating different things, um, they would gain like attributes. Um, uh, like one was able to make like health potions um, that that uh, when like provided to other people, like they thought was like the most fantastic thing ever. Um, another one was um, uh, was like a cleaning slime. Basically, it would clean off like anything, and it'd be like a polished like hell yeah top of the line thing. You gotta give me one of those, bro. Yeah, which the the character then turned into um, a uh, uh, a laundry mat service. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant yeah to get off uh like goblin like uh goblin uh like slime or not goblin slime uh, like goblin like glob uh goblin blood and like different like scuffs nice. you, know, yeah. you know uh what's like hard for like them to clean like normal or like their life um you know get getting rid of smells and stuff yeah <laughs> nice yeah i'm not surprised that out of all the subjects I asked you about, uh, that anime was going to be the one that you could just riff. <laughs> fucking yeah, riff on, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, there's other anime that are uh, more popular and uh, have gone on for a, a while that are, that definitely have a good storyline to them. Um, for example, uh, Naruto. Um, it, it's a pretty good series. Um, they, they did it so well. Um, Edwin's like pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> know, it is a good series. Um, just uh, how they played it out um, is—it's a really good storyline about just um, how um, this orphan kid, who was uh, always uh, just uh, looked down upon by the village, um, and just how he became um, such a respected person uh, as he grew up. Um, like not being defined by one thing uh it's quite quite an excellent story love that yeah um and then dragon ball is another good one um that one i got into a little bit this uh past year year and a half um just seeing uh seeing him uh, evolve as a character um it's quite interesting to see it's a interesting story um He's a little bit too powerful at times, um, <laughs> but it's always interesting how they incorporate um, more figures in into the show that are even more powerful. Where he tries to build and become stronger than, um, and then uh, uh, another good one that I've been trying to catch up on uh, is uh, One Piece. Um, one Piece. Yeah, One Piece. Okay. Um, which has gone on for, I believe, uh, 20 years or so. Uh, I was just like a straight, like constantly producing episodes. Um, wow. Damn, that's a good run. Yeah. That's a really good run. Um, uh, the, the, the last time I, I watched it, I got to um, episode 700. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn, bro. And, That's crazy. Yeah. And to catch up, there's still another like 400 <laughs> episodes shit. to That's watch. Crazy. Through. 
There could be a lifelong quest there, man. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's really um, cool. If I remember correctly, the initial, I'm, uh, the, depending on how many episodes you watch a day, uh, fluctuates of how long it'll take you to catch up. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, if you watch like three episodes a day, it'd take you like three months to catch up. Or it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like three months, uh, like, 20 days and some odd hours to catch up. And what was that anime I I kind of walked in and watched with you a little bit about that had the like school of assassins? Oh, assassination classroom. Assassination yeah, classroom. That th- that was a really good one. That one seemed cool, bro. Yeah. I was all like, dang. Yeah. Um, that was uh, one of few that actually uh, brought a tear to my eye. Oh, really? Um, I don't have to pick due that Due to up, the man. ending, yeah. Okay, hey, I'll pick that one up. Uh, that one in Death Note. I got yeah. that. I'll have that in my queue. Yeah. Um, Death Note is definitely more on the side of, um, I guess you would say, uh, crazy. Oh, in, really? In terms of okay. um, just how the uh, protagonist goes about doing things. Devin said I like that one the most. So yeah, I I could see you enjoying it. Cool. Um, and then uh, assassination classroom. Um, uh, it it's kind of more of a a comedy and heartfelt most of the time, but uh, just the way that they wrapped it up, um, it it definitely was a was a good ending that I thoroughly enjoyed. Nice. Yeah. I'll give a quick shout out to Demon Slayer. Yeah. 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 Which is, I know, a really big one. A lot of uh, people probably know about that one. Yeah. yeah. And I really like Seven Deadly Sins too. So if you're new to the yeah. game, try to check those out. Yeah. Yeah. Your uh, affinity for Japanese culture. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of just, well, I, I got into it from the anime, mm-hmm. but then like looking into like their uh, foods and stuff, um, I, I, I can just enjoy it. Yeah. Um there's a there's a one dish um which um they started doing because of uh uh to get used to uh, the western diet as uh westerners started like coming over um and like uh, meshing with uh with the culture like interacting I guess uh, uh, is a better way of putting it. Um uh, they call it a uh, uh, omu rice, um, which is a, a omelet on on top of a bed of rice. Hell yeah! Um, I fuck with that. Which is the rice is mixed up with a a, a protein uh, such as like a chicken um, and uh, uh, onions um, and like a a tomato type of base, um, which is a. It's actually really tasty. That um, sounds fire. Yeah. Uh, and they they make a certain sauce, um, which I haven't made before. Um, and I can't tell you what exactly goes into it, but uh, that they put on top. But um, uh, but I I, um, I was shown that actually from a, a anime. Um, nice. There's a little thing from anime. It's called a, a maid cafe. um which um i I, i'm not like crazy about like the idea of like a maid cafe like i i understand like why uh, people would uh be uh 
enhanced by the idea, I guess you would say. Um, but yeah, it, it was just shown about like a nice like rice like meal covered by an egg, um, uh, with like uh, ketchup. <laughs> like they do like a ketchup writing. Dang. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, like they'd uh, like write different things on top. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm guessing that because of this, uh, Oppenheimer's gonna fuck you up a little bit. Oh, uh, probably a little bit. <laughs> it fucks me up a little bit, bro. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to be mindful of like the perspective of times, and uh-huh. you know when you got alliances in the world, and then certain stuff needs to happen. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool to see almost like a a strength of culture that's come through the appreciation yeah. of life. Yeah, and uh, to see this um, big charge uh-huh. that I'm seeing from Japanese culture, not just in America, but when their culture is out on the world stage, uh-huh. there's such like an admirable group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, I'm personally looking forward very much to visiting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. When when I get that ticket, I'll let you know. It looks like you're pretty keen. Yeah. Yeah. On uh, maybe going there, mm-hmm. and if you don't go with me, probably a cool thing to do by yourself. Uh-huh. It's, I uh, might benefit a little bit from someone who knows how to say the words. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Who knows a thing or two about how things operate there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for doing this podcast with me. Yeah. Bro, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. It won't be experience. the last time either. Because uh, when you got to talking about this stuff, I was going to ask you about cooking and baking. Uh-huh. And I, my mind went in like a million different directions. Yeah. But I think we might have set a new record this podcast so far oh really yeah i usually keep it to like an hour and a half but right now we're clocking like definitely north of two. Oh really yeah i don't know it flies by right doesn't seem that long no wow i know right hell yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh i'm gonna continue this trend of ending the podcast a la whiskey ginger and mm-hmm. for those of you listening for the first time one of my favorite comedians out there andrew santino um mm-hmm. has a special out right now called cheeseburger <laughs> I do not get paid to promote that at all. Um, but to get a feel for his style, you can watch that. And he has this podcast called the Whiskey Ginger Podcast, where at the end, he, uh, he's he got a camera that he uh-huh. tells his guests to look into. Yeah. And he ends the podcast with like a word or phrase uh-huh. while speaking to the camera. So um, right now we're going to pretend <laughs> like there's a camera over my shoulder. Um, and yeah, I look into that camera. And uh, with a word or a phrase in the episode. Wow. <laughs>